We made it to Friday, everybody, and I don't know. Not really happy about it. I'll explain why shortly, but it is the Joe Cunningham Show. Wrapping up the week here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It is the 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends just around the corner, Service Chevrolet. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet. Located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey, or check out all of the inventory online at servicegm.com. So... The special session is over. And we got a crappy congressional map and watered down closed primaries. So the point where they're not even closed primaries, really. And certainly not for the races we really desperately need them for. Uh, So the final closed primary bill closes the primaries... For federal races, like Congress and Senate, and for state-level races for the State Supreme Court, the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, and the Public Service Commission. Statewide offices like the governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, etc., those are off. There's no closed primaries for those. No closed primaries for state legislature. And the closed primaries that we are getting are semi-closed, which means that independents can go on primary day and say which party they're voting in. So if you're registered in a precinct, you go to that. If you're an independent or or non-party affiliated, you can go up to your voting place at the precinct on primary day, and you can say, I want to vote as a Republican. You can't vote in both. You choose one, and you go with that. I'm on the record as saying I'd be fine with semi-closed primaries. The catch to that would be across the board. But here's the thing. These are so watered down, it's basically... Not worth it. We're not we're not getting anything out of it. Conservatives went in with a mandate. Conservatives went in to this year after the no after the October and November elections with a clear mandate from conservative voters. You gotta right the ship. And they didn't do it. Republicans, rhinos, worked with Democrats. And see, here's here's what happened behind the scenes. What we knew was going to happen. Conservatives struck a deal going in with the Black Democratic Caucus. Said, all right, we'll give you, we'll give you this congressional district. We'll fight it, but ultimately you're going to get it. Republicans... Everybody aligned with Jeff Landry's vision of closed primaries. They said, we'll give you this congressional district. We'll go ahead and draw the map. We won't wait for the courts to draw it. We'll give you that now. In return, we want closed primaries. And the Democrats said, okay. And then they got their congressional map. Jeff Landry backed it. And the Democrats immediately sided with the rhinos who didn't want closed primaries and got it so watered down that it's worthless. 
it got so watered down that there was actually an appropriations bill that went through that zeroed out funding for party primaries. Just in case you got what you wanted passed, there would be no money for it. That's that's insane. That's not that's not moving the ball down the field. That's a pick six. The Democrats got what they wanted. The Rhinos got what they wanted. The only good thing that comes out of this is that we can primary Bill Cassidy, but now we can do so with Bill Cassidy able to go to independent uh, independent voters and say, hey, you got to vote for me because these crazy conservatives are going to kick me out. And I know it's about, you know how I know it's a bad deal? You know how I know the Republicans know it's a bad deal? Hang on, let me find this because this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Where is this? Please don't tell me I deleted it. Oh, this is not professional, and I'm sorry. Where did this email go? I have it somewhere. The GOP, the state GOP, sent out an email. And that email told Republicans, hey, go out and tell your friends to register Republican. You understand what that means? The Republican Party knows that this deal is so bad they are telling other Republicans, go out and recruit voters now. Republicans are out there saying you need to go recruit some voters. You need to go recruit some folks to go register as Republicans. Because they know that the semi-closed state, what's going to happen is that a bunch of independents are going to be recruited by the Democrats to go vote in a Republican primary. And they can they can vote in whatever primary they need somebody to vote in most. I'm not party affiliated. On primary day, if I'm so motivated, I'll take the opportunity a couple weeks before to change my registration to Republican so I can go vote in a Republican primary. But I can't just, under, under a proper closed primary system, I can't just walk up and say, hey, I want to vote Republican now. Can't do it. A bunch of people now can in these federal races. In these federal races, a bunch of people, you, whatever politician wants to, they can round up, they can bust people, whatever they want to do, they can get them to the polls to vote for them in the primary to ensure they win. Bill Cassie can use his war chest to bus independent voters to the polls on primary day. People that normally don't vote Republicans, but vote just enough to get Bill Cassidy into the general election. And in exchange for that watered-down system, 
Republicans got shafted on a congressional seat with a god-awful, ugly map that extends from Baton Rouge to Shreveport. From one corner of the state diagonally across it to another corner. There is no way that you draw a district like that under normal circumstances and it not be called gerrymandering. But Republicans just gave up on it. Jeff Landry said fine. And here's the other thing that it might disappoint some of y'all, might make sense to a lot of y'all. Bill Cassie's against closed primaries. John Kennedy worked with Jeff Landry to get us to the deal that we had now. Jeff Landry said so on, on Twitter. As I continue to work with the legislature on our primary election reform, I have appreciated Senator John Kennedy's advice and leadership throughout the process. Thank you, Senator Kennedy, for supporting this important structural reform. Translation, Kennedy told you what you needed to do. So where does the blame in all this lay? Well, obviously, Philip DeVillier and Cam Henry need to be blamed because their leadership or lack thereof completely shafted conservatives, who, again, had a major mandate from the voters in October. Major mandate. John Kennedy deserves some of the blame. And I'm going to be honest with you. Jeff Landry deserves blame on this, too. Jeff Landry backed both of those guys. Jeff Landry said, let's just draw the map ourselves. Jeff Landry pushed for closed primaries and then signed off on this watered-down nonsense and didn't fight harder for it, didn't whip harder for it. It's insane to me. that We're just a few weeks in, and already it feels like conservatives have lost again. Unreal. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Use that KPL News app to let me know what you think about this special session. Do you think conservatives got shafted? Or call in 232-1542. Let us know your thoughts here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Your 5 o'clock news cruise rolls on next on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner. They are Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. You can get it all at Service, not just talking about the new and used cars with new inventory coming in daily, but also parts and service, body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto, the wash, anything from parts to just cleaning your car. You can get it all right there at Service 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Or check them out online, servicegm.com. And don't forget, men and women of the military, first responders, educators, you've served our nation, our community, our kids. There's special pricing available for you at Service Chevrolet. In thanks for all that you've done for our communities. Now, servicegm.com, if you can't make it over to the lot today, which is understandable, it's pretty late in the day, but go check them out. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or you can uh, send a message on the app chat. Rob sends one. I keep keep hoping every new session that 
get some politicians that actually understand how to play the game. All these guys know how to. All these guys know is how to lose. Uh, it's the one consistent thing about. Uh, about the Republicans in the state, they underperform and screw over their constituents. Rob is absolutely right on that one. Um, it is. Uh, it's pretty. It's such a cliche to say. I know I sounded very. I'm, it's not so much that I'm mad. I'm just really disappointed. I expect Republicans to lose. That's the part that should make me feel bad is Republicans are the party I'm most ideologically aligned with. There are some things I disagree with when it, when Republic, where Republicans are concerned, particularly their affinity for big business over uh, their, their big their affinity for Wall Street over Main Street. Uh, big business versus small business. That's always kind of thrown me off and made me question the GOP. Also, just some other things. But lately, it's like, I don't care how good they do in an election. I don't care that Jeff Landry won without needing a runoff in October. The fact of the matter is we had a conservative mandate. Conservative, not Republican, a conservative mandate. I identify as conservative, but not Republican. We had a conservative mandate in October, and what happened? Conservatives got two weeks in, three weeks in, conservatives haven't gotten anything for it. It was an easy win. Go win. Use your numbers to pass closed, to pass a closed primary bill, and Republicans collapsed on it. It's unreal. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back. When we come back, I want to focus on some international issues. We've got a lot of issues, a lot of conflicts going on in the world, and the blame falls on the Biden administration. Shout out to Kenny and Scott, both checking in on the app as well. We'll talk to you guys some more after this break and the Commodities Report here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number or use that KPEL app chat to be part of the conversation. Gotta go international now. There is... uh, The Biden administration is proving that it's not a serious... It's 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 not a serious administration, and, and I, across the board, we we get that we understand it and everything. But it's it's the the Houthi thing is part of it. So we've got the Houthis still uh, firing on. In fact, I think uh, U.S. forces just announced a little while ago they they fired on three Houthi ships. Uh, they've attacked three Houthi ships. Uh, but the Biden administration is redesignating the Houthis as a terror organization, but with carve out. See, what the Trump administration did, and this goes back to the whole uh, Trump derangement thing where they, uh, the Biden administration came in and undid everything Trump did. Whether it was working or not, they undid everything Trump did because Trump bad, Trump evil, Trump cannot be trusted. So they undid all of his policies. One of those policies was to designate the Houthis as a terror organization. What that designation means is 
your assets internationally are frozen. If you're put on the terror, if you're put on a terror organization list, you can't access your money from countries that recognize that. So the international banking community recognizes that anybody connected with the Houthis that have an account, those, those accounts are frozen. And you lose access to a lot of resources that way. The Biden administration went and undid that. And the Houthis have now been uh, emboldened. Iran has given them weapons and training and money, and they're firing on cargo vessels going through the Red Sea. U.S. forces and other forces have had to step in, start firing on Houthi positions. And the Houthis are, are, it's a back and forth. It's not a war, but it's increased tensions in that area. The Biden administration did redesignate them as a terror organization. However, this is from Adam Crato at the uh, Washington Free Beacon. They include car the the uh, the new Houthi sanctions include carve outs allowing lucrative energy deals with the terror group. It's meant to choke off Iran's proxy resources. But the new uh, the new sanctions that Biden wants to put on the Houthis would allow Americans to sell oil, fuel, and more to the terror organization. So really, what does this change? They want to label them a terror organization without have, doing the official declaration that because that, that it's just mean. It's just mean, mean old America attacking this group financially. It's just mean. So let's. Put sanctions on them, but let's carve out a bunch of sanctions so it doesn't really hurt them, but it looks like we're doing so. That's what they're doing. Trying to make it look like they're doing something to the Houthis without doing something to the Houthis. Meanwhile, Pakistan and Iran are almost at war. They're trading attacks on each other, bombing positions on each other's territories. Pakistan believes that, uh, I'm sorry, Iran believes that Pakistan is hiding Israeli uh hiding Israeli spies. Pakistan believes Iran is harboring anti-Pakistani uh, terrorists. And so they're, they're trading bombs with one another. Well, speaking of bombs, Pakistan has over 100 nukes that we know of, and Iran is a developing nuclear power. I'm sure that's great. Let's just move uh, the doomsday clock a little closer to midnight. Two nuclear power, nuclear power and a developing nuclear power trading blows with each other. Meanwhile, India, who also hates Pakistan, is saying, hey, y'all calm down. But secretly, India's like, go Iran. India's also a nuclear power. So you've got Yemen, Houthi forces in Yemen firing on, on ships in the, the Red Sea. Uh, you've got Iran and Pakistan trading blows with each other. Not really at war yet, but close. You've got the Israel-Gaza situation. The Biden administration still thinking a two-state solution is possible. When the Palestinians don't want a two-state solution, they want to wipe Israel off the map. Your own party, Mr. President, is saying from the river to the sea, meaning no Israel. Netanyahu says there's absolutely no chance in hell, and Biden and his team of academics with no practical experience are saying, we think it's possible. You need to try harder. You've still got Russia, Ukraine. 
Israel, Gaza, Iran, Pakistan, Iran funding the Houthis, Iran uh, attacking positions in Iraq, too. The entire Middle East is more tense than it ever was. And here's the thing. Jake Sullivan, who works for the Biden administration, actually said at a speech days before the October 7th attacks from Gaza on Israel, that the Middle East is quiet. Things seem to be at peace. All's well. We're sitting at the table, we're working with these nations, and we're, we're bringing peace to the Middle East. And then days later, 1,200 Jews were killed in Israel by an attack from Hamas launched from Gaza. Because for those of us who have lived in South Louisiana and we've seen big storms coming, you know that there is such thing as a calm before the storm. In the, in the Middle East, when things are calm, that's when you should be worried. But again, these, these group of academic theorists on foreign policy who don't, who reject, I mean, it's really ego. These people who reject the historical evidence of this region, of the peoples of this region, who ignore the past, ignore the statements of the folks in this region, they come in with the ego thinking, we're the ones who can fix them. All quiet on the Western Front, on the Middle Eastern Front. And a few days later, it all goes to hell. And the Biden administration, in its ego and incompetence, doesn't really listen to its experts, the people with the practical knowledge. We saw that when it came to the Afghanistan withdrawal. We saw that in the handling of Russia and how it felt emboldened to attack Ukraine. We've seen that in uh, the Israel-Gaza conflict. These people don't know what they're doing. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. Because of the massive ego of these people who come in thinking they know better than decades and millennia of history. They come in with their little ideas of intersectionality. And how you have to rank people by their race and by oppression and things like that. Oh, but ignore the fact that the Houthis are slave owners and slave traders. Ignore that. Slavery's bad when we talk about America, but the Houthis are fine. They're, they're, they're just misunderstood. If we would just get Israel out of Gaza, the Houthis would be fine. And they can keep on right with their slave trade. If we could just get China to join the global community with the rest of us, just liberalize like the rest of us, that whole uh, Uyghur thing, that would go away. There would, there'd be no more genocide of the Uyghurs. It's the utter arrogance of the folks in the Biden administration who think that they know better than everybody who has looked at the actual history and looked at the actual behaviors and looked at the actual messages and the patterns stemming from these regions of the world who say that's not going to happen. And you're like, nah, I think different. We're going to try it my way.
And what all this means is that as much as folks in America don't want to be dragged into a war between Ukraine and Russia or don't want to be dragged into a war between Israel and Gaza or don't want to be dragged into a war in any other part of the world, we're going to be. Because peace through strength does work, and we're showing anything but. The Obama administration and now the Biden administration have both, they have both decided that America being first and foremost on the world stage is bad for the world. And look what happens when we step back. I'm not saying we should still be in Afghanistan. I'm not saying we should still be in Iraq. I'm not saying we should still be involved in a Cold War with Russia. But what I am saying is that when the Democrats with these arrogant takes on foreign policy about how they know better than the experts, how they can do better in their arrogance, and they pull America away from the world stage, that's when stuff starts to go down. I almost didn't say stuff there, and the FCC would have kicked in this door and tackled me to the ground. That's when stuff's about to go down. And we're going to get to the point where we are involved in a war with China. We are involved in a multi-front war with Russia and China. We are focusing on the Middle East a lot more. We are focusing on Taiwan. We are focusing on Ukraine or Russia moving westward toward more NATO countries. And it's all because the Biden administration has been soft. They've been soft and they've been arrogant. It is unbelievable that they are this misinformed. The only person who seems to know what they're doing but is still too far to the left for me and and, and, and some statements today on the Tuesday Solution you heard it in the Fox News broadcast – be John Kirby. John Kirby at least understands that this isn't a simple Israel is oppressing Gaza thing, that Gaza and Hamas brought this on themselves. Now, he's out there because that's his job saying that the administration is still looking for a two-state solution. I'm pretty sure if you asked him privately, John Kirby is going to say a two-state solution is never going to happen. But he's got to go out and tout the administration's line. Probably the only guy in the Biden administration with half a brain for this stuff. It's a shame that he he wouldn't be a great conservative in a conservative administration, but if his thoughts broke through a lot more in this administration, we might have a fighting chance somewhere, but it's not going to happen with the the utter incompetence involved. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up the show. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise on the Joe Cunningham Show, brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette, back in just a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. And we'll be going to the phones in just a sec. But first, I want to let you know, if you haven't been to the dentist in a while, now is the time. I highly recommend my dentist, Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. Check them out, thelafayettedentist.com. If you haven't been to them before, you haven't been to a dentist in a while. It's a very easy process. It's like any doctor's visit. Uh, any medications you're taking, your insurance, complete your patient forms, everything like that, bring it in, 
and your treatment could start right away. That's the beautiful thing about it is they go over a consultation with you. Here's what we see. Here's what we need uh, to do. And you're like I said, your treatment can start that very same day. They are very quick and very efficient about it. It took a couple of appointments for some longstanding issues that I had to be taken care of. Highly, highly recommend Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates at uh, com. Go check out everything they can do for you and become a patient of theirs today. Highly recommend my dentist, Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. All right. Let's jump over to the phone lines. We've got John on the line. John, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for calling in. What you got? Well, I, I wanted to expound on, on what you were talking about, about Biden's foreign policy. And, and a couple quick points, because I know there's not a lot of time. But it's like, uh, I believe it was Robert Gates that said he's been wrong on everything. Yep. True. And... Kind of the old Marxist Russian philosophy. You have a bayonet out and you you push and you get mush, you keep going. Mm-hmm. And you hit steel or whatever, you stop. Mm-hmm. And that's our whole foreign policy. Um, you know, we could start with Ukraine. The United States sat on their butt. For a year while they built up, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, we're taking them at their word. They're just doing drills. I mean, okay, loser. Afghanistan, loser. Yeah. And then what's the plan for Ukraine? There is a, there, there has spend, spend a ton of money and just hope for the best. John, unfortunately, I'm out of time. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Anytime you guys want to call, 232-1542 is the number. Thank you again, John. Thank you to Scott and Kenny and Rob who uh, gave us a shout-out on the app today. Appreciate y'all calling in. I'm going to be back on Monday, start the whole week over again. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email joe at redstate.com. The podcast, I had some technical difficulties, didn't go up the last couple of days. It's going up in just a matter of minutes over at Substack, substack.com. Look for the Joe Cunningham Show. You'll find the podcast there. If you listen to podcasts and you get it, you get your podcast through Apple, Spotify, whatever, you can, it'll be up there as well in a few minutes, but be sure you leave a rating and a review. Thank you guys very much. Have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon on News Talk 96.5 KPL.